0: What's good boys and girls, the Fins Up podcast on this magnificent Tuesday night, the 4th of July, it's raining, the dogs are hating it, they're running around the house, they don't know what to do, uh, one of my dogs has dementia, so she's uh, sleeping in the rain at the moment currently, but other than that, hope everyone's having a fantastic week, do you know who is having a fantastic week, it's Sharks fans. Speaking of Sharks fans, I'm joined as always by my magnificent, handsome host, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how are you doing, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing very well, thank you, Terry. Brewing intro as always. We just got off, I know that sounds bad, Uh, recording Rugby League Outlaws live. Um, due to a uh, malfunction last night, but I got to spend more time with you, Terry. So that's always a big plus. But uh, yeah, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, please make sure you jump on. But uh, we're going to put all that rugby league nonsense aside and talk
0: what matters. And what matters is the Sharks. Yeah, you now, uh, last Thursday night, the Sharks took on little brother, baby brother. Is it even fair anymore to distant cousin part of the family? Uh, 52 points to 16 at. Shark Park. Uh, then going into the game. As we're walking down from Wooloway Golf Club after a tremendous meal, mm-hmm. if you had said to me the shark's gonna win 53 points to 16 tonight, I would have taken it. Would have been happy, would have been over the moon. Mm-hmm. I left that game after a 50-point win going. Jeez, that a bit shit.
1: Yeah, look, as you said on the night, it was it was a boring 50-point game. Now, I'm not not sure I agree with that. But what what I do want to say is the tries stopped meaning as much. Like against the other week against the Bulldogs, uh, towards the back end of the half, we weren't even celebrating because it's like this is too easy. Then the second half, obviously, we changed it up and Tommy Hazleton scored and he went through the roof. See, I, I can definitely get that. In terms of the performance, though, yeah, okay, outside the last – the last 20 minutes was pretty much perfect. The first 20 minutes was pretty diabolical. So I'm I'm happy with the result, happy with the performance, and also happy that we can look at it and say, All right, there's a few things we can work on here. Because as you famously said in the past, if you win these games, like what Newcastle ran out a million points to nil winners, the Cowboys won 70-something nil. What do they work on? Like there's there's nothing. Whereas we can go, all right, well, we missed some shock and tackles. Conceded three piss week tries against a team that can't score points. It probably should have put sixty plus on it. Yeah, but again, think- a fifty point win, Terry, and we're nitpicking. That shows where we're at because most teams would kill for that kind of
0: performance. Yeah, and, and I think that's what, it's. It's not the fifty points. You know, scoring fifty points against the Dragons is fantastic. First time we've ever done it. First time we've ever. Yeah, that it surprised it. me. Um, it's it's. It's not, it's not the 16 points, right? I don't care about the number. It's how we conceded them, right? Like, if you, you know, if, if if you got done by a bad bounce of the ball, right? You know, if they put a chip kick in and it bounced over Will Kennedy's head and they score a try, you live with that, right? First, first set of the game, we make a mistake. They go down our right edge three times mm-hmm. and on... On, on that tackle, Jacob Little is looking at Michaelia Ravala. He points at Michaelia Ravaloa, lets him know he's getting the ball. Ronaldo doesn't look at Ravalara once. He's looking infield. Ball gets passed to Ravaloa. he scores. Okay, terrible.
1: Now, and that comes think, off the bat- quietly, Sorry, Terry. Do you think that was a plan from Little to go, oh, yeah, we're definitely going right, and Ronaldo said, well, they're definitely going left?
0: I don't know. I, I, look, I, I'm going to say this because I've, wa- I've watched it several times now and I've watched the replay of the replay, you know. So, like, you, you're watching the game, obviously, it's on replay. And then I, I just sit there and, and I just focus on Ronaldo's eyes. Not once does he look at Little and not once does he look at Ravalawa. He's 100% convinced that that ball's going left. When he goes right, he's shocked to shit. Yeah, not good. The second try, look, it, 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 it's it's how it happens, Right. We get the ball six again. Nico Hines goes short side, kicks the ball out. can gives a penalty away. They score a try. Now it's a brilliant ball by Ben Hunt. It is a brilliant ball. It's a dreadful read by Jesse Ramin. Leaves Sione Katoa defending two on one. Will Kennedy gets across, hits Toto Moga, who's much bigger than him, but holds him up, basically to say to one of his teammates, "Get over here and throw this guy into touch." Mm-hmm. Nicaragua runs over, hits him doesn't move, and Moga scores. Yeah, it was, so,
1: it was very weak. That first try especially annoyed because you expect better from Ronaldo. And you could see it coming. Little made no – like he didn't even look left. No, he, he said did. it's going to you. So, yeah, that not was a bit one. frustrating. Yeah, look, I, I blame Ramian for the second try. It's probably a little bit unfair. He did run out. Completely misread it. it. looked like an absolute flip. But they still should have put him into row three or four. So, just,
0: they definitely just not
1: do. good. But we said, mate, we said that the Dragons would come out in their first 20 minutes, they'd be breathing fire, and if they led 10-0, then we could probably be a little bit worried. Uh, there was no need to worry because every time we got down there, end, we scored. So,
0: Yeah, and, and that, that was the thing. And we said it in the post-game podcast is that this was a different game from Cronulla who didn't try to score off every play, but they knew that they could score every time they got down there. And that's what we did. We, we fired back straight away with that beautiful ball from Nico Hines we fire back straight away almost instantly and put Nakora over. And you and I were laughing because the referee was behind Nico and he puts his hands up in the air. They show one more replay and we were like, yeah, he's just rubbing that into the Dragons.
1: He was just <laughs> show, it the-
0: show it Such again. Show <laughs> it again, boys. Terrible defensive read. And he was just letting them know, this is why you didn't challenge it. Poor read. Yeah. Um, the tribe Moylan to ram in now. I've seen people online debate whether that was a good kick by Moylan or not. We were live, we were right in line with it. Ramian pointed for it, Moylan kicked it. It landed exactly where it needed to. You can call it a shank, you can call it an awkward kick, you can call it whatever it want, but it resulted in a try. Tommy Hazleton scores, stadium goes nuts, 24 10 at halftime. I looked at you and I said, We're 22 points away from you getting a slap. Didn't think we were going to do it. Did it. But in the second half, you know, we've got all the territory, all the field position, all the momentum. Put up a kick, they don't even try and catch it, and it wasn't even a good kick. No, it was so, a yeah, a lucky bounce to Ben Hunt. Will Kennedy doesn't make the tackle, pass the ball to Tyrell Sloan, gets out of Jack Williams. He's held by T. Wood. and fair enough. Think, next minute, he's running length of the field.
1: Ain't no one gonna catch him. No, well, look, shout out to the boys that did try because Blake Bradley was never getting near him, but he chased Matt Moylan, was never getting near us, let alone him. And he chased, and then Nico kept them out wide. Uh, yeah, look, the three tries we conceded were probably the horror you know, they were horrible. They look, they weren't those crappy barge overs that I hate conceding so much. So well, I'll the give that- one was a barge over. Well, yeah, true, but I meant more up the middle. But uh yeah, look, the state of those tries was frustrating. Uh it does prove we've got plenty to work on. We're not the finished product yet. But uh I don't wanna I don't wanna gloss over the good stuff. I think, you know. Well, Cronella were always going to be too good. Let's be honest. Like it, I, I've, I don't can't say this anymore. They wouldn't lose to the Jets because their reserve grade team flogged us. But uh, yeah, look, it, it was it was a fun evening with yourself and producer Dids, and I enjoyed the football. I thought yep. that the uh, the crowd was nice and loud for Big Ball Tom and mm-hmm. the rest of the boys. I thought Way Graham had his best game in the season. I thought Brayley was very very good, and it's good to see Kennedy back win a man of the match awards with Channel Nine. So I think overall, mate, I think it's a step forward, and I think uh, without repeating myself, I think the positives hugely outweigh the negatives, and it was a great night all around. Yeah, and,
0: you know, as you said, there were some standout performances. Like Nico did everything he could to show that he was going to get, you know, he was ready for Origin, and, you know, fitless basically turned around and said, yeah, but it was only the Dragons, we're not going to put you in for that. But then... Grabbing best goes and gets a hat trick against the dogs, and he's like, All right, come on down, young fella. So I thought I thought Nico was really good. I thought that was Moylan's best game of the season as well. Brayley was very, very good. But you're talking about the guys who are the downhill skiers. We need this in three weeks. You yeah, know, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an even bigger test against the Warriors before we get yeah. into this because you know, yeah. we but we need these guys to stand up when it counts.
1: Like they You probably get – the Cronulla fans, when you know, the players especially, probably get sick of hearing, okay, you went out and put 50 on the Dragons, so what? But this is sort of their own fault. I mean, they've done this for two seasons now where they've whopped teams they should and they just can't get up over the the good teams. Now, last year, look, we did beat Parramatta and we beat them again this year. We beat South down at home, which was a tremendous victory. We beat the Cowboys, albeit with a little bit of, you know, origin effect. the And the storm, you know, again, origin effective, but this year we haven't had that win, so they're going to keep copying that until we beat one of those sides. But you can only beat what's in front of you, mate, and they beat them, they beat them fairly convincingly. So, uh, yeah, look, minimal complaints from us, but it wouldn't be a fins up without the negativity.
0: Yeah, no, and, that, and that's the thing, like you, you know, if we get into the top four this year and we don't beat a, a, you know, a, a side above us on the ladder, well, who cares? We're still in the top four, right? And sucked in for anyone else who turns around and wins three games but lost to the tigers. You know, I know where I'd rather be.
1: It's put on, um, and and I'm I am sick of hearing that. It's like, oh, you guys are only there because, all right, we had a Roosters fan, albeit one who's a good mate of ours, saying, oh, you only beat the Drake. They beat you like six weeks ago. Shut yeah. them out. These teams yeah. are beating them, and I mean, the Cowboys fans love giving us grief. You cop sixty to the Tigers. I don't care what you did. You can beat them a thousand nil. Doesn't undo the fact that you cop fifty to the Tigers. So you know, I I mate. Outside of Penrith and maybe the Broncos, I wouldn't swap places with anyone.
0: Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Like, I, you know, and again, I was in I was in Twitter debates today and I'm like, you know what? I'm really comfortable where we are. I'm, I'm so comfortable where we are right now. I love the fact that we're third. Um, you know, we're, our for and against has taken a nice big buffer and hopefully against this West Tigers team, you and I discussed it on uh, Rugby League Outlaws, as Dan said, make sure you check it out. But it's not... It's not the best Tigers team whatsoever. We'll go through the team list now because they have been dropped and there's a big inclusion that you and I are really happy about. Let's start off with the Tigers. Now, tell me if you've heard a bigger bunch of dross in your life. Jareen Buller, Arsut Kapoa Stafford Toa, Tommy Talao, Junior Tupo, Dane Laurie, Brandon Wakeham. That's a New South Wales cutback line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. yep. That is a New South Wales cutback line. Stefano, Udo Jake Simkin, David Klemmer. Okay, two of those guys have played Origin. I get it. Isaiah Papaliti, John Bateman, and Fanua Pol. Not a bad backer. I don't know who I don't know much about Fanua Pol, but he can't. The other be two any... are great. What's that? The other two are
1: great. Bateman and yeah. Papali'i, are fantastic. And they played okay the other. One. It's hard to play well, but they played okay the other night.
0: Now the bench, Talon De Silva, Sean Bloor, Alex Safarth, and a Stasi James. I couldn't pick any of them out. Of a lineup. Like if you if you put eight people in front of me and four of them were those players, I'd have to guess on who they are. I've never heard of them. I think Sean Blore was that kid that they got from Penrith who they had raps on and has been shopped to every club in the NRL. No one wants him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look at that tiger stink on him. So that is that is just beyond dreadful. Now let's go to the Cornella Southern Sharks. Will Kennedy, Sionny Kato, Jesse Ramin, Sifatalkay, Ronaldo Militalo not more than Nico Hines. I will say this, we have been very blessed in the last season and a half that that's pretty much our backline every week.
1: Yeah, the 1 to seven is copy and paste which look we've complained about in the past but you probably shouldn't.
0: Well, I've never complained about the centers, I just complain about the right winger. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Forward pack, Oregon Confuci, Blake Braley, Toby Rudolph. I don't think he starts. Britton Nakora, Teague Wilton, Cam McInnes. I'm happy to see Cam at lock. Lots of questions about Cam McInnes coming for you later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Williams, Wade Graham, Jesse Colhoun and Tom Hazleton. Colhoun
1: season, baby. It's time, Terry.
0: I'm so glad Fitz didn't do something stupid by putting Connor Tracy or Braden Trindle or Mawini Harodi on the bench, kind of would have been okay if he put Turks on the bench. I'm so glad we've got Jesse on there.
1: This is the perfect bench. This is the perfect side that we could have could have asked for. Cam McKinnis starting at 13. We all know my thoughts on him. We'll get to that mm-hmm. later. Toby Rudolph name, we think he, I'll, I'll leave that to you. I want to focus on, on my boy, Jess Calvin. And I just want to get it out there now that the correct spelling is colc and three exclamation marks, Colhoun season, and I will not respond to anything but that. Of course, not hear
0: anything
1: else. This is great. This is this is fantastic. His last couple of weeks have been blistering. Oh. His Season has been so good. He was Newtown's probably second best the other day in a. No, he a, was the best by far. Terrible performance, uh, playing out of position, in second row, which is which is good. So if there is an injury. Guess who can play second row? The boat has done it the last two weeks. Man, I'm stoked. Anyone that hasn't seen this kid play like last year, he did have a few few games. Um, probably didn't see the best of him because we just, just didn't have the time, didn't have the minutes. Uh, coming off a real serious injury. So he did start late this year, which is probably why we haven't seen him earlier. But it's not about that anymore. It's about strapping in. And if he puts in a big performance, I think you probably get 40 minutes, maybe maybe just a little bit less, maybe 35. If he puts in a performance of, you know, 100-plus metres and a couple of tactical breaks, maybe an offload, a chip and chase try would be nice. but You know, I might be getting a little bit uh, greedy there. He's got to put himself in big, bold Tom's position where he's undroppable. Now, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a big ask, but Dalfin missing for two weeks. I'm he's just saying it. that if he plays well this week, he's going to get that second one as well.
0: Now, you and I had tried to make plans to make it out to Combank Stadium, but obviously with the kids involved, and it's just going to be a bit cold on that night. You'll come to mine for dinner, and we're going to watch the game there. Maybe producer did is going to come as well. Um, if if Jesse scores, mm-hmm. what is going to happen to my house?
1: Look, there'll be a Colquhoun cuddle, mate. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that's X-rated. Or I haven't decided exactly what, but it's going to get messy.
0: I picked you up when Tommy scored. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I'll probably bum you.
1: Yeah, look, if you can press, press me, mate, that'll be a new Guinness World no, Record. No, not press. I'll
0: probably, I'll probably bum you if Jesse scores.
1: Look, mate, Look, that's the Colquhoun cuddle. I that's I the goal. what mate. I'm so excited. I just, if you think Nicker runs a good line, wait to see what this guy's got. He's a middle forward. Oh my!
0: Yeah, I mean this this guy's really good. We we've been on him. You know, he's probably got another. He's probably got another season of development. You know, and when I say by development, I mean like the old guys. There's going to be a spot coming up, or you know, around Wade Gray and retiring. But you know, not only does he have the chance to impress now with Fanuki coming back, but you've got. Oregon Cafusi hasn't set the world on fire. Royce Hunt hasn't set the world on fire. brand Hamlin, you every time he does set the world on fire, gets injured. So, you know, if this guy can just at least be dependable and be ready and be the next man up, fantastic. We're going to see
1: a lot of at, minutes in him over the next few weeks is
0: my guess. I look at that team there and I see Toby and he played 30 minutes, 35 minutes, oh, 37 minutes is the correct amount of minutes that he actually played. 108 meters across two stints. His first stint was okay, his second stint was dreadful. Someone asked me about that, trying to highlight it when I was talking about New South Wales Cup. And they said, Oh, you know, I said if you if anyone's watching New South Wales Cup, and I wasn't even praising Toby. So if anyone's watching New South Wales Cup, you'd know that Connor Tracy for every good game he has, he has a bad game. Mm -hmm. And they go, Oh, did you watch New South Wales Cup? Toby was dreadful. Yeah, but he's he's had 14 weeks off. If anyone had a green light to be gassed. And dreadful, it was that bloke. It's not the guy, it's not it's not the three guys in Trindle, Tracy, and Colquhoun who were trying to get themselves into first grade. It was that guy. He had the it green was. light to have a stinker.
1: And and he came back on when we were getting flogged, and every time we touched the ball, we were knocking it on. And it wasn't Toby's fault, it was the, the left-hand side. But I don't want to get into that because I'll get very angry and go on all night. He did he did what was asked of him. His first thing was very good. He was our best forward on the park. When he went off, Jesse took over, which you know, which is probably what you want to see. I actually didn't notice Toby come back on late because I just I was half watching and the Titans were on, and I was angry as all hell because I was getting pumped by a very beatable Dragons outfit. But mate, I wouldn't be bagging Toby Rudolph like like you said though. I would be shocked if he runs out this this week. I think he plays that thirty five minute role with with you know someone going in the middle. I would go Jack Wounds, but I know you have different thoughts on who you would start.
0: Uh I would start Big Bald Tom. I'm not here I to think, fight yeah. No, I think I think he's ready for it. I think uh, his, his minutes have increased. His work rate has increased as well. And I just think like you've got you've got Clemmer and Uikamanu. Now Clemmer will be you know, out for blood because he didn't make the origin team. Udo Wickemanu would probably be a little bit fired up because he didn't make, you know, he didn't get his his spot back. I think Tommy's the one to take that punishment. I don't know if I want Toby Rudolph doing that for the opening 20 minutes. Come back off an injury, only 35 minutes under his belt for the Jets. I probably want Tom to take that. I don't, and for, for two reasons, right? One, because of Toby's injury, but two, just to see if Tom can do it. Because if Tom can do yeah, it, fair if, Tom, if Tommy Hazleton can stand up to David Klemmer and Kamandu, who are probably the two best players on that Tigers team at the moment, or two of the four best players on that Tigers team at the moment, if he can stand up to them, make an impact, defend hard, run harder, make his metres, and, and earn a well-earned rest, he's probably saved us a lot of money in recruitment going forward. Yeah, that's completely fair. I think we're starting
1: to see that this guy might be the answer. Not willing yeah. to commit to that yet, but, I mean, we have been calling for it for a few weeks. But we've always said that Toby's best role is off the bench, as you as your second or third. If we can get a rotation of, of Big Bold Tom, Hamannueli, and Toby Rudolph, mm-hmm. and then you go Jack Williams and your Dale and you know, in your middle, and you can throw Oblong Kafusi, that's his new nickname, get it right. Uh, or always hunt in when needed. Okay, that's completely fair. But those three have to be the three to build around. Hopefully, Tukes comes through, and then you got big four. But Tommy's got one thing that we haven't had, and that's pure size and boldness. Yep. Two things that you need to get by in this day and age, size and boldness.
0: Absolutely, Matt. I'm not here to argue. The other thing as well is I know you said Jack Williams, but I've just loved what we've seen from Jack Williams coming off the bench. And, like, we, we watched him – when he interchanged against the Dragons, he sprinted onto the field. He took that first hit up, and he made his meters. Change I love game. what I'm saying I love what I'm saying from Jack Williams. I think he's been arguably our best forward in the last six weeks. Um, and I, you know he was he was one of the only players as I said could could hold their head high against Melbourne. Yeah, I think probably. he's. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. So, Two but weeks I love. In a row. Yeah, I love it's the impact the case, that he gives to us from the bench. We've seen Jack start. I want to see what Tom can do.
1: Look, you—you you sold me. I'm on big yeah. bold Tom now. 100. Well done, Terry. You've changed someone's mind. That's
0: not easy. Give us a prediction before we get into the questions.
1: Look, Sharks. Maybe we don't run up 50. I think the Tigers will have a bit more starch in them because they'll be copping it from every angle this week and deservedly so. Look, mate. If we if we win 38-10, I'm 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 content.
0: Uh. 42 6. Perfect. Colhoun with a try. Jesse. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go over big ball tom's gonna make it three in a row.
1: Oh, three in a row. I'm looking forward to the Colquhoun. cuddle, mate. Yum, yum, yum.
0: All right, so we've got some questions. Let's I'll find them out as we go. Um, do you believe this is from Blue Eyes 84 on Sharks Forever? Do you believe that Brit Nakora is the second, he's the best second row in the competition at the moment? If not, who do you believe is? I think there's some really, really good second rows now. I'm only on edge players, I didn't put a lock in here at the moment. I compared him to Hudson Young, his stats come a lot better than Hudson Young. I don't think there's too many better than him at the moment. I will say Keon Colomatangi. Or, or or the uh, the big unit out at Manly, um, Olakwato. I think he would they would be right up there. Um, but he's he's definitely, you know, if he's not first, he's second or third. Yeah, look, definitely top three in
1: terms of form. He, he's probably number yeah, one in terms right? of form. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Look, Col- look, Col- look, Colin Matani is my is my boy. I yeah. am so happy he's been picked for Origin. That's the one good to come out of this entire blisteringly disgusting season. Uh, see. Series for the Blues. Blue so, I, I'm I'm putting him at number one, but I'll tell you what, Nicker are number two. You're not getting many arguments. Now, we haven't seen Kiki out for a lot of weeks, but he didn't start particularly well. And I, I think Nicker has improved big time, which we wanted yes. to see last year, but we're seeing this year. Yeah. Look.
0: I think, he, I think, two, I think one, Hudson, Young. Hudson Young, Ryan Madison hasn't played enough games um, to get into that conversation at the moment. Um, yeah, Nicker is definitely up there. Right. So, uh, a question from Mr. Shark, yeah, good friend Evan. Um, so, after her offi- a horrific loss at the weekend, does that put a mark on players such as Trindle, Colhoun, and Tracy? Uh, not Colhoun. He was absolutely outstanding. Trindle and Tracy, though, definitely. As an example, because Trindle obviously didn't have a good game, does that prove that he shouldn't take Moreland spot? Same question could possibly said about the others who he could potentially replace. I'm interested, especially about trickies. There seems to be a divide between fans. Online versus him and Moylan, I will say this: that game did Trindle like nothing in in his favour. He was he was really bad.
1: Yeah, he he was particularly. Oh, let's call it space base. Fucking terrible. Um, yeah. And that hurts as someone who's been calling for Trindle for plenty of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, it is it is a black mark because it's a game we should have won, and a game we probably should have won easy. Now. Okay, there there are those performances. We've seen, I mean, Penrith had a shock a couple of weeks ago. Teams lose and there are days where they can't go wrong. If that happens again this weekend, yeah, yeah, double down. Yeah. I, I was I was losing my mind on Saturday afternoon as I was watching. I was tweeting out and I messaged Terry. I'm like, I'm taking back everything good I say about all these players. They were that bad. It just it wouldn't shock me to come out and hear that they all had gastro and COVID because they were just they weren't there. Connor Tracy, yeah, look, he, he was terrible. His decision-making was really bad this week. I don't know why. He kept playing at balls. He Naftu And then he let ball. Oh, he, it was just a real bad game. But yes is the short answer because if you're trying to push for these positions, you've got to be playing well every week. I know that's, not, that's unfair. You can't have a good day at work, and we've all had bad days at work. But you can't do it on a live stream against a team that you should belt by 40. So, yeah, absolutely it does.
0: Yeah, look, and I think with Tracy as well, like you, you've seen now that his numbers are marked because Talakai had a, a patch of form that wasn't good. Ramians had a patch of form that wasn't good. The only way he's got to the team with injuries now. He is the next cab off the rank, and we, we said it on Outlaws. He's probably the next cab off the rank, for fullback, wing, and center. It's just not an injury at the moment. Those guys are really solid. So, yeah, brilliant question there. Uh, who should If Stephen Price is leaving, who should we look at for assistant coaches in 2024? Uh, I'm all for Justin Holbrook. Get him down here. I
1: would sign Holbrook tomorrow, either way. Um, and it looks like Prices will leave, which is a shame. But I mean, he won a premiership with Flanagan, uh, and he's come back and done well for us. so let him go, I think we need some fresh blood on the coaching. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, look, I thought Holbrook was probably hard done by at the Titans. So oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be saying, Oh, how's your defensive structures? Come teach us how to tackle again, please."
0: Are we a better side with Finucane or McInnes starting at 13? Look, last year we were definitely a better side with Fanukan starting. This year we are a better side with McInnes starting. I don't really think it matters. They're much of a muchness. When McInnes comes on, Finucane usually pushes into the front row. I don't think we can start like that. I love what Cam gives us off the bench. I think him and Jack Williams are the best one-two punch. I will say this. If Cam McInnes doesn't get the 14th man award or whatever it is that they give at the end, the M Award, the bench player of the year, if he doesn't get it, he's been fucking robbed.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely fair. Look, I am very much in the McInnes bandwagon, and I think Dale should be coming off the bench. I I like to see Cam play 50 minutes, to so Dale's 30. But as you said, there's pretty much of a muchness. And to Dale's credit, the last two weeks, he's been really good. Again, against shit teams, but you can only do what you know what you can do. And you beat up to okay middle forward packs. Mm-hmm. Not great, so there's not much to take in that. But yeah, look, going to my head, Cam, for mine.
0: Uh, what does our cap look like? Dale's deal back ended or front loader? It's back ended. No, um, sorry, it's it's front loaded. Sorry. Uh, so at the end of his contract, his final year, he's apparently only making three hundred and twenty-five k. Next life, life, though. yeah. Next year,
1: of- it goes bang, 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 then back.
0: Yeah. In terms of what our cap looks like, we've got two spots and three players off contract. Uh, so Mawini Harodi. Is off contract, uh, Jaden barrel is off contract, and Wade Graham is off contract. So, assuming that Wade's on 200 and the other two are on minimum wage, we've got about 500 grand to spare with a little bit left in the bank. Um, I would say we have maybe six or seven hundred thousand dollars to spend across two players. Uh, but you know, I dare say that ero may be released from his contract, Connor Tracy may have a look around, Braden Trindle. Uh, as well, we might have a look, and I'd probably tap those three players on the shoulder and throw all the money at Tina.
1: Yeah, look, yeah in a perfect world, absolutely. Look, there, there will be no big, no, there will be no big signing unless there's a big move, unless someone goes, "Hey, we want a player on on some fair coin." Yeah, look, we've re-signed all these players, and they've all got upgrades because they're all reaching their you know their potential and their their highest money earning capacity. Look, Dale's goes up again next year. I think Nico's goes up. Almost double, so you got to factor all that in. So anyone hoping for a big name signing, yeah, look, it's not going to happen. I think in the year after, when Dow's contract becomes more team friendly, is there. But unless you you tap a bloke, now I'm I don't want to push him out because I really like him, but it's the only Katoa. If next year Stone but he Street, just resigned. To... sorry,
0: he just resigned.
1: Well, that's the thing though. But if if he drops back to Newtown when Stone Street goes up, Stone Street's on and bare minimum, you can probably move. Katoa on if if someone wants him. I'm playing, you know, championship manager here. But, um, yeah, it's going to take some moves to get a big-name player in. I dare say we'll probably sign one or two more because, remember, we just re-signed Atkinson. So, you know, the feeling I get is that he's happy with this squad. I do feel that if Saifidi were to come available and Newcastle would pitch in half, we would go aggressively then. But I know Paul's listening and there's no chance we're going after Tino. It's just not happening as much as I'd love that guy on the side, and he would make a premiership threat straight off the bat. It just isn't going to happen. Uh,
0: what's the outlook for Toby? Uh, this this question was from Pops Phil Flap um, before the uh, I, this. I, I just asked everyone for their questions this morning. So, what's the outlook for Toby? He has been named as a starter this week. Who in Reggie's, besides Jesse Colhoun, can we rely on to backfill our forward? Shortage the only answer is Tukes.
1: All the others, Newtown, uh, Newtown contractors, you know, Ueli, mm-hmm. uh, Tessa Parley. Lee, I think Ueli's Lee. on a
0: uh, he's on a train and trial deal with us though. So, um, at any time, we could probably just like quickly sneak him in for the rest of the year, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, Tessa Parley, I'd love to, I'd love to sign him for. Um, the remainder of the year, I, w- I don't think I'd burn one of the two remaining spots on him though. Uh, yes, yeah, Toots and Colhoun are the two, and then um, because their,
1: their back row has been Newtown contracted all season, mm-hmm. so yeah, I okay. hope there's no more injuries.
0: Now, Paul has asked, rumors afloat of Pricey moving on in 24 to join Flano's Dragon stuff. Who would be your three ideal candidates to come on board an assistant role? Uh, number one, would I've already said it, would be Justin Holbrook. Number two uh, would be Jeff toby And number three, uh, I don't know. Definitely Toobie.
1: He'd be my number one, but I just don't think he's going to move to be an assistant. Uh, look, I, I my number three would be Cam Serrato because that guy's going to get the arse from the Bulldogs if they continue
0: yeah, to stink or, it up. Or Adam O'Brien. Uh over halfway now, grading system for our club, best and fairest. Who's been our best player this year? Will Kennedy.
1: I still think it's Nico, but Kennedy, I would be more than happy. Uh,
0: most improved? Britain Nikora. Nikora, not even a question. Yeah. Biggest disappointment? Uh, if it's not Dale Finucane, it's Sianni Katara.
1: I think it's Dale. Uh, I just think he's, he's fallen off a little bit. Maybe set an impossible standard last year, but maybe if we used him right, it'd be sweet
0: who takes the leap in the run home at tom hazelton car훈 newtown were dog shit last week but how was toby minutes and output as we said 37 minutes for 108 meters uh now, this question from paul top five best and worst signings in our club's history okay. now you and I weren't alive uh, to have a run in the 70s and 80s. People will tell you, you know, names like Steve Rogers, Tommy Bishop, um, you know, the Sorenson boys. Uh, so let's just go NRL era. Who's your number five best signing?
1: Oh, I forgot to write him down, so I'm going off memory here. Michael Ennis.
0: You got him at number five? My number five. Andrew Fafita for mine number mm.
1: five. Number four? Uh,
0: will uh, look for feeders
1: on there. So, for feeder,
0: yeah, Breckham Morley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number three, Luke Lewis. I have Lukey Lewis. Number two, Ben Barber. I have McInnes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, right. sorry, James Maloney. Yeah, number two, number one, great signing, James Maloney, mate. Yeah, I had Mick Ennis. I don't think we were in the call. Con- well, I think, I think the professionalism changed with those three final three, Luke Lewis, Mick Ennis, and James Maloney. Um, And, I I mean, look, going back, look, Paul Gallen's the best signing we've made from Parramatta all those years
1: ago, and they're those sorts. But in terms of, like, and Ben Barber only played a season and a half for us, and I know he's a scumbag, and I hear you, but you take Ben Barber out of that side, and we finished fifth or sixth, he was the best player in that competition that year, and I will not hear anything other than
0: that. No. And, I, you know, I'll say this as well, as, as far as an important signing for 2016 goes, don't underestimate Chad Townsend for 2016. And Chad Townsend was very good in 2017. Matt Pryor as well. So, yeah, really good question there from Paul. Uh, who are the worst signings in the club history? Oh, fuck. There's been Jeez. so much
1: loss. In the club history or should we keep it? Just just
0: look, keep it in our era.
1: Fuck. Look, the ones that the, the Darren Alberts, the Brett Dallas's, the Leon Bots, I can probably put those in the one in the three. Those players who were once good or supposed to be good and just yeah. never fucking did anything, I could probably name 20 of those. Yeah. So then, all of them, they're all I, shit. I, with went,
0: I went five players who were meant to come to the club and do something and didn't. So uh, I went uh, Dean Collis. I thought he he was meant to come to the club and do something. Trent Barrett? Yeah, was was
1: I, I've got uh, a number one, so can you stop at number two? And I want to see if we got the same one.
0: Corey Hughes. He's yeah, another he one as well. Good. I thought he was pretty bad. Darren Albert. Yeah, he was shy. Yeah, but I want to hear your number one.
1: My number one is Randy Matua. This yep. is a bloke we signed, and we it was like okay, this guy's he's the next superstar. He's Sunny he's Bill Williams, but he's younger and he's better. He came, he partied literally, and he cost us a shit ton of money in bad press. Now, of course, people are going to go back to the Feliga signing. Whatever, it didn't harm us. Yeah, I, I got, got Carl Foliga. Yeah, look, it was it was it was crap, and it was just. They over this kid who was lazy. Supposedly, you only ever saw him once and he was okay. We never saw him again. But for me, Rennie Matua was a bloke. And I would put Tupu in the bad signings too. When we signed him, I went and bought the paper next door because this was before the internet days were all there. And I framed that and I said, this is the one. He's going to lead the supremacy. in bog ordinary. But Rennie Matua was actively bad.
0: It's not It's not even the fact that the Tupo was a bad signing. It's the fact that... We thought we signed him for four years, and every year he kept coming back with his contract. Oh, no, I've got another player option. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Seven years. Seven yeah,
1: well, years. He was a player who was just – he's probably not the worst signing. The most disappointing signing was him. But yeah. mature, mate – I just – Paul, why are you making me really these memories?
0: Yeah. Why are you making us do it indeed? Uh, I've got to get past here. Scott Wilson. Uh what players have we had over the years that never got to reach their full potential because of injury? Reese Williams is the first one that springs to mind. I'm still gonna say Kate Dyke, uh, Adam Dykes.
1: Yeah, Dykes he had a lot of injuries. I don't. I'm not as high on Dykes as you. I <laughs> um, yeah. oh, look probably look Dean Collis is one. He was always injured, but I don't think his potential. Yeah, he was, was shite
0: bad. anyway. Yeah,
1: I still, made I'm still trying to justify spending 120 bucks on his signed jersey. Have a bid, they said. And it was the only one. Try to give it back, and they wouldn't accept. Um, yeah, look, Reese Worms is the obvious one, which is a real shame. I think, was Adam Ritson a para player by the time he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, he would be another, which was just a fucking terrible. Love that bloke.
0: Yeah, look, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> we've, had, we've had so, so many. So many. Um, I can't Chris think Williams, of any. Reese no. is a tremendous shout, though.
1: Yeah, that that was really unfortunate. I like. I wanna th- I wanna throw Matt Reek in there because like he
0: was always injured and in that he couldn't play football, but he was really quick. I love Matt Reek, man. Oh, I the other one as well, Nathan Gardner, because you got to remember, like 2010, 2011, Nathan Gardner, he was setting the world on fire. Did his ACL and never came back. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah, look, uh, nothing really stands out, to be honest. Todd Carney for having a fucking injured brain all the time. Yeah, that's uh, true. What is our best win against the Tigers, Dan?
1: Ooh, I'm going to go
0: back in time.
1: Yeah, I know. I know 2016 because that was the start of the winning the um, the streak. So that's that's probably my favorite Tigers win because it started something. And I know we were losing that game, and I thought if we go one and three here, we're fucked. We came back and flogged them. That was the start of the Ben Barber era. So that's probably yeah. the best. Win of recent because we sort of flogged them last few years, it hasn't been much fun. I think in 2020, I think we played in front of no one and they pushed us and then we beat them late. That was fun. You know, you know what was the best win when Gallon kicked the field goal and we fucked them out of the eight in front of their own fans at our That one, uh, in
0: 2020, we only played the Tigers once. And that was when Townsend and Dugan watched Norfaluma return a dropout and score out wide. It
1: well, wasn't that one then. No, no, for me, it's the Leichhardt, the Paul Gallen field goal. That's the best win of all time, let alone. Just...
0: I have another game at Leichhardt, which I found to be absolutely fantastic. But I'll take you back on a journey, 2008, Ooh. round 25 against the uh, the West Tigers. Uh, we were, you know, up there. We needed this win to solidify our spot in the top three. Uh, hadn't beaten the Tigers for a very, very long time. This is when they had the wood over us, right? It didn't matter what happened. Uh, even in the beginning of the season, we played them at a Pack Shark Park. We were up 16 14, and with two minutes to go, Chris Lawrence just found a gap that didn't exist and scored, and, and they won the game. So it just felt like that we could never, ever beat the Tigers, right? And they were smacking us for years. They, they, just, they beat us up. Um, we headed out to leica and absolutely obliterated them 32 points to six in what was an absolutely, absolutely fantastic game. fond memory of mine was one of the last Sharks games I saw for a while because I moved to England after the, uh, the grand final that year.
1: That's That's,
0: good. that's my
1: favourite. There was one a couple of years ago, too. It was the first time I ever went to Leichhardt. I remember because it was about one degree and we were on the CWC bus, did the pub crawl through Leichhardt before. Just a great afternoon. We beat them and I think they were playing okay at the time and not not favoured, but were, were sort of like, oh, they might push us here. And we mm-hmm. beat them and I, it was just in the light where I wasn't particularly feeling well, probably a few too many beers on the pub crawl. And I was really quiet, which is unlike me, as you can attest, Terry. And mm-hmm. after the game, I was chatting to a Tigers mate and, and having a bit of a laugh and <laughs> And I felt a searing pain in my back. I thought, oh, that's different. Turned around, some bloke had thrown a full beer at me. So I picked it up, said, don't waste beer, chugged it, and thrown it back at him. That was a good moment too.
0: Uh, then Scott hits us with a another question. What is the worst loss to the Tigers?
1: There's been a few where we've been down there and like the one you mentioned, and Benji's just carved us up. I think the game that formed the CWSC where we went down there, and there were more Tigers fans and Sharks fans, because we were sitting there and we were surrounded, and we were sitting in the Sharks Bay, and there were Tigers everywhere. You know, I know we weren't particularly good at the time, but that was like the lowest of lows for our club. And I've never, I've never seriously contemplated in bailing on the club, but that day I was, I was thinking, oh fuck, we got no future here. I can't remember when it was, but that game stands out to me big time.
0: Scott said that he the worst game is the game that's always used, which is where Benji stepped and dummed his way through it. It's used on every highlights package. I'll take you back in time. That was in two thousand and five. That game, two thousand and nine. I had moved over to England, and so I was very lucky that I didn't get any of that two thousand and nine season. Um, but I had gone out with the lads and, uh. You know, we were out out drinking the basketball team. We were out drinking. We just had a we'd had a really nice win. And I'd started talking heaps of shit. I was wearing a I think I was wearing a shark's polo shirt. And they're like, oh, what's this? You know, you've, you've always got a shark something on a sars so footy team. They're really good. They're you know, absolutely you know, fucking great. It's three o'clock in the morning, it's around about that time, and uh TV comes on and the shark's are playing against the Tigers. It's that shark park. Guys, here we are against the Tigers. A belt was 56 points to 10. That sucks. Yeah, that does. And so that for mine is the worst loss ever because I not only had to sit there and listen to Poms uh, trash talk me, uh, but the Sharks got uh, absolute hiding as well. So that's a game that I'll never forget. So thank you for the question, Scott, you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, and we've got a few more rolled in. Josh Bolling has asked, how many tries has Ronaldo finished with this season? I'm going to tip him to break Val Holmes' record.
1: What's he on at the moment? About 14?
0: He's on 15 at the moment. 15? Yeah, look. He could Eight get games to go. Nine yeah. games to go. Eight games. Something like that. What's Val's record? 23? I am just about to find that out right now, but I'm going to tip him to beat it. So,
1: oh, so figure out what it is. Yeah.
0: Let's figure out what it is. Oh, hang on a second. I should know this.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel it's It was
0: peachy. It was peachy for a long time on 19. Yeah. Uh, so Valentine Holmes that year, 26 appearances, 22 tries. So Ronnie's going to get 23. And that'll, yeah, be, not, yeah. that'll get him up was, close to the, the leading try
1: score of the competition. Yeah, I was, I was going to say 22, but I think he's going to put some space to him and Katoa. Yeah, look, 23, new record.
0: He's, he's already put some space between Katoa because Katoa is only on like eight or nine. Gotcha. They were neck and neck. They were neck and neck. Yeah, we don't attack right anymore. To be fair.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, considering we've got like a ball player in the centres. Yeah, we don't. We don't do any of that. Uh, do we know what the, the final capacity of the stadium will be once all the construction is complete? The Leeds club is at full capacity. It's probably going to be around about twenty thousand again. Yeah, what I'm pretty major sure. Major works.
1: It was just under what it was going to be, and it was 22. So, yeah, I'd say 20 on the die because that little, that heel loses just a little bit. But who knows when that'll be just
0: between us. Yeah, and just quietly. And then uh, Pat Mosley has asked some questions.
1: Hey, Bernie. There's
0: only one question. Uh, what's going on with our defense? Why do we have our head in the sand? We beat up on a good team and ignore the 50 point loss to the Storm. We all know in our heart of hearts that if we were to play a final tomorrow against a good team, we would lose. What are we doing about it? We can't keep doing the same thing. Now, you're absolutely right. can't keep doing the same thing. And you and I are, you know, two of the most frustrated people that he keeps picking the same squad every week. But you're seeing the slight, subtle changes now. I think Fitz has done the right thing this week by not putting Connor Tracy or Trindle into the team, whereas, you know, that's his safety blanket. Connor Tracy's been my 18th man. Braden Trindle can come in and play off the bench. We're undersized this week. Jesse Colvin coming in. What can we do about it? Look, we all, all you can do is just you've just got to go back to the basics, right? You're just got to go back and train. Hopefully, the Storm game was an anomaly. We've got we've got tests coming up. We've got the Warriors away. We've got Manly at home, and then we play uh, Penrith at Penrith and South in Perth. They're going to be the big tests for us before we get you know back into that sort of cruisy cushy run home. Um, You've just got to, you've just got to back that the the boys can lift, and I think a big scalp. I think if you can, if you can beat the Warriors and get Souths, you, you're looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, look, the Warriors is a big one because our forward pack is ginormous, and Fanua Blake's been beaten up on us for many many years. Tahu Harris as well. They get some big boys. Look, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think we know what the answer is. Unfortunately, I have seen improvement since Melbourne. Now, given the res- uh, the uh, quality of opposition hasn't been very good. But we haven't really caught those tries where you look and you think, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Like that Renato one was close the other night. I'll give you that. And Sloan, okay, that was just a good bit of play. Ugh, look, yeah, I, I think you get the person, the personnel back and right. And I think Sir Fitz has been using his bench better the last few weeks. We started noticing it rather than going, when's he going to the bench? He's like, oh, cool, he's going to the bench. So I, th- I think that's a step in the right direction. I think it's just about getting it. Look, if we score fifty points every week, it's not going to matter. So maybe that's the plan. But uh, come finals football, I don't really like that. I don't. I don't know to be honest. But I, uh, I hope Sir Fitz has been working on it because um, we've seen New South Wales drop off since he left. We've seen the Roosters drop off since he left. So let's hope that we get the uh, the big improvement the other way.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know as you said, we we definitely need some freshening up now. I, I Steve Price, Josh Hannay, if one of them's got to go, I'm probably saying it's Steve Price. Because oh, yeah. Hannay Hanna did a serviceable job for us when he stepped in for the shoes. But he's also, you know, Billy Slater, was the, he, he was the first one he called. right? So I'm I'm, I'm going to say, you know, if, if one of them's got to go, um, shit pricey off, I think, you know, I'd, I'd really love to get Justin Holbrook in. But, I mean, you, you got to go to Penrith and find out who actually is their defensive coach. Because we heard it was Trent Barrett. Then we heard it was Sorraldo. Um was it was it Andrew Webster? Is it Peter Lewis? Like who the fuck is it? Who is it? or is it just Ivan Cleary? Do we just go and sign Ivan?
1: Look, it might just be Cleary. Yeah, look, that's that's obviously the defense is worrying and it, it does win premierships, which is why I'm not uh not feeling real great about our title hopes. But again, if you're scoring 50 points every week, it doesn't matter. So
0: let's hope for that. Yeah. All right, anything else before we uh get going? No
1: Thursday night. Let's look forward to it. Let's uh, hope the Jets have a better game this Saturday at Henson. And uh, yeah, look, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling my finger going up, Terry. How's uh, it well. going?